This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Riot, a new year, a new season. I would like to say a new show, but it isn't a new show. Uh, my name is Wasim Imam Saib, if it's the first time that you're joining us, and I'm joined by my co-host. Shazia Ibrahim, and yeah, I'd also like to believe it's a new year, a new us, but unfortunately, it's kind of feeling like 2020.1. So here we go. Yeah, uh, time has become, I think the last episode we had was us talking, it was an abrupt end to what was supposed to be a very fruitful season, and uh, the panini, or pandemic, I'm calling it the panini, um, (laughs) interrupted so much of our lives in many different ways, and the show was no exception, and I think we spoke last on the show about the pandemic, and who would have thought it's been so many months since then, and we're still stuck in the pandemic, hey? It's never ending. The pandemic just never ends. Mm. And it's also, I think, um, a part of the, the pandemic and I guess also the response that we've had from people, which has been so positive. I was very surprised. Um, was that, you know, that they wanted more episodes and they were a bit bummed that, you know, we, we came like briefly and went boom, you know, disappeared. So Shaz and I decided that for the second season going forward, we will make the show a monthly show. How do you feel about that, Shaz? Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I do love a space to just talk. That's one thing I do love. And I am I was also so thrilled, so um, humbled by the response. And we're so happy people... Um, find the show interesting we obviously love recording so it's a win-win situation then definitely i'm looking forward to more amazing and fruitful conversations and i think we've we've connected with so many people that are other people that are podcasters and that want to collaborate and so if you're a podcaster and you feel like our show and our message sort of lines up with yours you can hit us up in the dms we're always ready to collab and have interesting conversations and look at different perspectives on different things but yeah coming back to the covid pandemic and how has it affected you shaz and what are your thoughts? Just, Where are you now? Yeah, I mean, I would say that there's sort of a collective kind of fatigue and a collective dejection about uh, COVID. I remember, I remember when COVID first started and there was this sort of collective panic and uncertainty about COVID. And and i'm a i'm a kind of person who can really who really gets affected by the mood around me i'm trying to not be like that anymore but honestly if if i'm with people or if i'm in a place that has a certain like mood i feel like i pick up on it and right now i'm just so exhausted physically emotionally i just i'm tired now mm-hmm. And it just feels like there's no end. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I feel the same 
tiredness and I don't know how it's such a it's a different kind of tiredness it's a hopelessness it feels like a dementor if I could describe it it feels like we're all being <laughs> fucking drained by dementors flying around us uh, Harry Potter reference but um that's what it feels like and you're right it feels like it's never ending it feels also like I was trying to think about it the other day I was thinking, it feels like we're stuck in the Scream movie where we're all stuck in this stupid town of Woodsboro and there's this psychotic serial killer running about killing people nonsensically. And still, even in the midst of a serial killer being COVID present, there are people behaving irresponsibly. And I think for me, I, for me, the, the pandemic has been so crazy. I was actually crying last night. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my One of my friends lost... A, Actually, a few of my friends lost their parents in the last two weeks, and one of my friends lost her father yesterday. And uh, I don't know. She posted a picture of him with her her son, and I was just, I was just so shook and triggered because I just thought, you know, he's so little. You know, what memories mm-hmm. is he gonna have of you know his grandfather going forward? And I was just so because I remember like my. Like my memories of my grandfather were like from three years old to five years old. So I've only got like that three year gap and like, like really like snapshots of things that I used to do with him. And they were all pleasant memories. And I just, oh, my heart just like broke last night. I thought, you know, it's so cruel what this pandemic has done. And not just that disease. I think it's what's very frustrating is also the political response to managing the, the 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 pandemic globally has been so pathetic. Um, I don't, irrespective of what countries, I think there've only been a few countries. New Zealand's been the only country I think to handle the pandemic in in the way that it should be handled, and it's the reason why they've come out of the situation, you know, in a better light compared to the rest of us. And I think, you know, I'm blabbing around here, but. Um, it's so heartbreaking to see that this could have been handled better, not just in South Africa, but everywhere. If our politicians weren't greedy and corrupt, you know, if they weren't so busy sticking their fingers where they shouldn't be, you know, so many people wouldn't have lost their lives because a lot of the lives have, have been lost due to poor management of public funds, of public services, and it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I don't even, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how to process. You know, someone said, uh, people have been saying on Twitter and on social media that they don't know how, like, we don't, they don't know how we're going to process the amount of death and how the loss that we're currently yeah, experiencing. It's a trauma. I, I don't know either. Like, in my family, we've lost about 20 people. Like, mm-hmm. often I think about, like, my father's family and my mother's family. I think I've stopped counting around 20, but as I record this now, one of my cousins is in hospital with COVID-related symptoms, being un- unable to breathe. So it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm stuck in a weird limbo. And like you said, yeah. it feels like it's a never-ending nightmare. And there's just mm-hmm. no end in sight. And it's partly no end in sight. It's because we have really corrupt, corrupt politicians in control of everything. Yeah, I feel like... I mean, obviously, we've always had really bad leadership, but when something this big, this a crisis this big just highlights just how bad it is. And yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm in London right now and it's a shit show. 
like it's honestly a shit show i was at one point being like actually bring back cyril but then i'm like what am i actually saying but i just i have no faith in anybody like i wouldn't want to be i can't even think of a country maybe besides new zealand but then if you think about how globalized and interconnected our lives are so imagine your country is the only country that handled the pandemic well like the rest of the world is still in shambles like what does that even mean for the way we used to live our lives where it was just so interconnected you know so yeah I, I remember, I, 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 you know, that's the thing. I just hope it ends as well. And I remember in the last episode, I asked you what, what were your feelings? Do you think that this is going to be changed? Do you remember that I read that the Roy essay where it's, she referred to this being as a portal? Do you do you share that belief considering how much time has passed now, or do you still think that we're gonna we're gonna manage somehow and continue in this shit show that we're in? You know, I mean, it's difficult to look at the positives because there's so many overwhelming negatives. Mm-hmm. But I will say that uh, that somehow a lot of sort of transnational networks have been built between activists, a lot of work that you see. Um, so a lot of good work, as usual, while the leaders fail and faff, there are always other people um, who show great leadership in in things like this right i mean in south africa i'm thinking of like gift of the givers yeah i was thinking the same in my head yeah grassroots activist movements and feminists who are holding your zoom um, meetings talking about the things like there's always people who are organizing for better it's just that it's overshadowed by this extreme doom that we face because obviously our family because these people are not the people who are making the big decisions that affect the lives of yeah so i don't know if it's going to be a portal but certainly i think some good maybe will come of it just in terms of maybe how we think how we think about things but yeah negative i'm just trying to be positive because i don't know yeah i feel <laughs> how do you feel I feel the same. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like I said, I feel like there's no hope. <laughs> Honestly, if I was being honest, I just feel no hope because, you know, the last week of December, last week of December and first week of January, I think from Christmas, I I, I know it is one person that died. And it was every day I was waking up to more death news and it was across the age spectrum, you mm. know, and it was just, and on top of that, I think what's been also very frustrating for me is seeing how, especially from a queer perspective, how gay people have been behaving so irresponsibly on social media. I've seen so many people that I know parting it up at events. This was just before, you know, the um, New Year's uh, lockdown, further restrictions. I've just seen so many people and it's people in media, social media, these influencers, a lot of gay people are just like having house parties and going traveling here like here and there and after traveling not even quarantining you know staying at home but going out in public Mm. and it's just been so irresponsible I think the positive thing for me coming out of this pandemic is not a I think it's more of a personal thing I think I put up more boundaries and I've looked at my interpersonal relationships with people in my life more closely and I have pulled away I think I've disinvested in many in many relationships many close relationships 
uh, what I consider close relationships before, because I think if you can't have a lack of respect for what's going on, you know, uh, even if your own family has gone through these things and you're still going out and behaving so irresponsibly, it makes me question your humanity. You know, it makes me question so many things. And I I feel like I don't want to be connected to people who behave irresponsibly anymore going forward because I've lost so many loved ones. Like, I, you know, and this is the crazy thing, like m- my uncle passed away, right? And this is the, this is going to sound really insane, but his nephew had like a wedding during this pandemic, and almost everybody in the wedding got the, oh, it's the like virus. A super spreader yeah, and yeah. The, the groom passed away. Oh, oh shit! Like three weeks later, and that's how mm. insane it is. And like, I know how do we move forward from this? Like, you know, people were obviously responsible and irresponsible for even going to that event and that place or even holding the event so like i don't even know for me like the only way i can process it is just distance myself going forward you know and i know people will disagree with that but for me it makes sense i I know that there's there's got to be some sort of balance right because i understand that some people are extremely struggling with their mental health being all alone which i understand Mm -hmm. um but then there's got to be a responsible way. If you're going to sort of bend the rules or something, there's got to be a responsible way. And to me, maybe that isn't going to some big party or that isn't going to some big event. You know what I mean? Like we need to take care of our health, mental and physical, but also when you understand that your health is connected to so many other people's health, then there's got to be a responsible way. Uh, Yeah, so that's, I don't know. And you know what? And it's not even like okay. I hear what you're saying, and I think you know, many many people are alone and they want to meet people. But but wear a mask, like wear a mask yeah, at course. least. Like and you know, of it's the, and it's the, so it's such the disrespect that they go on social media and they showcase all these videos and selfies, and nobody is wearing a mask, and they're standing next to each other, and they're in closed environments, and it's just. I don't understand. Like, I don't know. Like, I've been terrified from the pa- about the pandemic from the beginning. If you remember, I had, I had like a huge meltdown back then. So I honestly don't know. I don't have any. I guess you sort of had an idea, even if it was just theoretical, mm. of what a pandemic could mean for the world. Whereas the rest of us were like, yeah, shop, three weeks. We, we're going to be done with this. Okay, cool, cool. It's now been like, nine months i don't even know we almost a year almost a year almost a year (laughs) march will be a year march will be a i think march 27th i think i don't know uh i just yeah the pandemic i want to get out of this panini we want to get out of this panini do you You say panini i say panasonic (laughs) and some people say panorama (laughs) yeah 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 So 2021, new year, new me, as usual, or or not. I was wondering, Wasim, what do you think? Are you the type of person who makes New Year's resolutions? And if you do or if you don't, what do you think of the idea of New Year's resolutions? I think um, 
when I look back and when you when you talk about resolutions, and I think we all subconsciously kind of do make resolutions to do things maybe a bit differently. And sometimes we we hit the mark and we achieve these things, like sort of like mini goals, but sometimes we don't. And uh, you know, either or is okay. But I I think I've always sort of made resolutions every year. Um, albeit, you know, uh, whether I was aware of it or not, like, I love New Year's resolutions because for me, it allows me to take stock on what I have achieved and not achieved. Yeah. And they work for me. And I think because I set realistic New Year's resolutions, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. And and um, before I go into mine, how is it that you set your resolutions? Is it just like sort of this intention that you make in your mind? Do you write them down? Or do you like journal? What's your process? Do you know, um, it's so crazy. Um, when I said it was like a very subconscious thing, sometimes I've yeah. written them down and sometimes I sort of like made a mental note. And after right. a certain time has passed, like I, and uh, time has passed, I, I sort of like think back. I'm very introspective as a person, perhaps too introspective. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Uh, I just like, I realized that, Hey, you know, uh, I've made this list and I've sort of like ticked it off. I've achieved it, that kind of thing. So I, I think, I think it, it falls in that whole manifestation thing where you have to like put it down either in your brain or on paper to sort of like remind or like ground it in your existence, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think once you do that and then you have you take steps towards doing it, you sort of achieve whatever it is that you want. I'll, not in maybe not in the way that you intend to, but when you look back, like you know, it's so weird. And I I had this diary and I wrote like I, I wrote I wrote like everything I love about cats. This is before I even got a cat. Oh, so and I, and it was so strange. And I and I wrote my cat's name in that in that in that journal and I was yeah. like going through it and I even did like a little sketch and then I went for an art class and they told us to paint something and I just painted like the Cheshire cat kind of thing and then I was yeah. like looking back and I'm thinking this is years later now and I ended up getting a cat and he looks a little yeah. bit like that and stuff like that so yeah. I feel like if you set the resolution and you let it go into the universe and you you, un- you it just sort of happens like I don't know it's like manifestation kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. no I 100% agree with you mm-hmm. um yeah so I've always been I guess big on new year's resolutions because I'm I'm trying not to be but I I can be a really toxic person to myself where I'm very um taken by the idea of becoming perfect and just like doing all of these things because I need to improve all of these things about myself, you know, and I've, I guess I've always been like that. But whereas when I was younger, my goals were very number oriented, like lose this amount of weight, read this many books. Like, you know, there were a lot of numbers attached to things. Do five of that and three of that. And I've sort of tried to let go of that. And now I guess it's more how can I just, I don't know, make my life a healthier space. So that's what I'm kind of trying to do. And I'm trying to let go of the perfectionism thing because it's really, it's not a vibe. Um, and I guess my process of that, I I guess I do journal a lot. Um, so I, I ramble, 
I write and I ramble. I don't ever read what I've written because I always find it so cringy, like, you know, like rereading things that I've written. But I always, so towards the end of the year, I always reflect on how the year has gone and what has been good and what has been bad. And then I make my New Year's resolutions based on that. But I completely resonate with what you said of, of saying something and then letting it go. Because once I've written my New Year's resolutions down, I just sort of close that book and I don't look at it again. Maybe I'll look at it again in the middle of the year or something to remind myself what I said. And oftentimes, even though I haven't reminded myself of what I've said, I've been sort of subconsciously following what I've said. And I find it quite incredible. Sometimes at the, the time I always think about my New Year's resolutions, weirdly enough, is Ramadan. Because in Ramadan, you know, like you have this way of, I mean, it's it's sort of such a detoxing space where, or a spiritually detoxing space. And that's when I start thinking about my life. And obviously, like I've cut out so many things that I usually do because you're like more at home. It feels like a lockdown, but now our lives are permanent lockdown. So lol. Um, and then that's when I usually think on New Year's resolutions. I do you guess. think? Do you think the pandemic has shaped this year's resolutions for you? I think so. I don't know. I mean, you say you're a naturally introspective person. I can be, but I don't know if it comes naturally. I think it's something that I've consciously had to think about and try to be and I think one thing the pandemic has allowed and now being so far from home where I don't have people to distract me it's just me taking long walks or me going to the supermarket or me just being me I think I've had a lot of time to think about things and things about myself that are maybe unhealthy behaviors or toxic behaviors things I need to work on people obviously that no longer serve me but Things like that, yeah. You, and you, do you think the pandemic has shaped? From the, for the past two years, I think uh, I've been trying to limit my contact with really toxic people, and I think I'm going to continue my that that effort or that goal in my life because, you know, as a queer person, I was actually ch- chatting to another queer person in my DMs the other day about how, as a queer person or as a person from a marginalized identity, we experience so much abuse in our everyday existence and in the spaces that we call home, in the spaces that we call friend spaces, in the spaces that we call family spaces, or even the spaces where we call love spaces, I don't want to experience more violence. Like I just don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I, and I, I don't I don't want to listen to whatever anybody's excuses are for being violent to others people like, oh, I was abused. We all are experiencing violence and it's never an excuse to abuse other people. So I think going forward, that's, been one of the goals that I've been practicing and over the years like my friendship circle has been dwindling and dwindling and I'm okay with it I'm mature enough to I mourn the friendship the loss of the friendship for what it is Um, but I'm okay with letting go because I understand that sometimes we are all going in different directions and uh, not everybody can center other people's feelings or how they treat other people. But I, I just yeah. want to go back to what you just said now and what you've been doing. And I want you to stop and also appreciate 
that you're in that space and that you're actually doing that because part of what I find when it comes to talk to people is people, they don't introspect. They don't take the time out to sit with themselves and think of, hey, how I'm, I am, how am I impacting other people? How am I impacting myself? And I want to yeah. give you like a major hug and an applause for doing yeah. that because I think it just makes you a better human being. You know, I've had so many arguments in this last year with people that I feel have been very irresponsible and abusive. And my my one thing have, I've said to them is that you don't stop to consider how your words and your actions affect other people. And even when people tell you that, you know, you're being harmful and you just, you have lacked the introspection to be able that those words even just like fly over your head. So for mm -hmm. me going forward in the pandemic and because I've lost so many people and because I've seen how people are, are behaving, I think for me, I, I want to do more me. I'm actually enjoying my me time more now. Um, yeah. I do miss having interactions with family and friends, but uh, I'm enjoying, you know, it's so weird. When I was a younger gay, uh, <laughs> I, I was terrified of loneliness, like terrified, like Shaz, I cannot yeah. tell you, like terrified to the point, like when I would come home to my apartment, and as soon as I would enter the apartment, I would be immediately depressed. I would just sit in the bed and lie and sometimes cry for days. And and yeah. now I just feel I'm really happy in my space, happy with myself. And yeah. I'm looking forward to bettering myself as a better human being, to be a better friend, to be a better brother, be a brother, better everything. You know, I just, I think my main goal and resolution is to go through the world and be as non-violent as I can be to everybody that I come across. Um, and I think um, we can always have a conversation about violence in the future, but, um, and non-violence, whatever that is. But I just, I just don't want to cause harm to people because I, I think, and I'm drifting off topic here, but I just feel like, you know, we don't, oftentimes in the world, we're not conscious of how Colonial, how colonialism has made us, our cult, our culture as human beings, as a species, to be so violent. So we just like move mm. through the world and everything that we do, whether it's consuming art, whether it's making art, whether it's interacting with family and friends, or even in our workspaces and our colleagues, we're just so not concerned of how we just bulldoze through people's lives. And I, I just yeah. want to be more mindful of everybody else and be a better yeah. person. And that's like my biggest New Year's resolution amongst other materialistic things. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I guess maybe one of my biggest New Year's resolutions, and it's it comes from um, Adrienne Marie Brown. I was reading her book, Pleasure Activism, and sort of reflecting in December, but one of the things she said that really stuck with me is to practice radical honesty in relationships. So in your friendships and in your uh, partnerships or families or whatever. And I think this is important for me because I often don't have boundaries because also in, in the way that I feel like I was raised, my mom is this kind of person who doesn't I feel like she doesn't belong to herself. She belongs to everyone. So if you ask her for something, she will drop whatever she's doing and she will do it. And then she raised us to be those kinds of people. And oftentimes then you just put yourself 
last and you just say yes 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 okay 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 to everyone and without realizing the damage it's doing to you and so i was thinking about that and thinking how much better it is to be radically honest in a relationship instead of being like oh i think i'm going to offend them isn't it more offensive to then be lying to them and it's also offensive to think that they wouldn't be able to hold your truth and to understand that this is where you at because if you're in an authentic relationship with someone if i say we're well, seeing you know what we were supposed to do abc today but i actually don't feel like if you didn't honor that then what does that mean about our relationship you know and so instead of me saying okay it's fine and going through with something feeling absolute shit like maybe just tell you mm-hmm. and see where our relationship can develop in a more authentic way after that so yeah so i'm trying to practice radical honesty how is that how has that been working for you it's so hard oh my god it's so hard cuz so one of my friends asked me if i wanted to hang out with him the other day and the thing is i really don't want to hang out with him because i don't i don't even find our friendship that how can i say like i don't really like being friends with him that much like it's just something that happened and obviously there's also a pandemic and i don't feel like taking public transport and 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 I understand he's alone i'm alone so it maybe wouldn't be that dangerous but it's so hard to be like how can i be honest about why i don't want to hang out with you instead of saying the usual things oh i have so much work and there's a mm. pandemic oh well being polite so, about yeah. it yeah the, the words that i'll have to say but i'll let you know how it goes <laughs> I think that's amazing. It's it's funny you mentioning that because I remember when our first episode when we recorded it you mentioned uh that you you sort of that kind of person that just like goes along with what everybody says to sort of keep the peace. And oh. I mean now you're hearing you talk about it and you're trying to take steps to 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 change that. It's so refreshing. It's self-growth, girl. Yeah. yeah. Shaz is leveling up. It's like Shaz has gained <laughs> a trait. So I'm like so super proud of you. Bravo. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's never going to be easy having honest conversations. Trust me, as someone that's been having honest conversations since I was a kid, oh my God, I've, it's made me very unlikable and unpopular. And you, I think the, the key is you have to make peace with the fact that some people are just not going to respond to what you're saying yeah and i think once you make peace with that it it's it's okay it's not easy but it's it's manageable so mm. but keep at it i think it it can only it can only do you good it can only do you good yay yeah are there any new resolutions new resolutions that you would never <laughs> kind of make for yourself um so i've let go of, of trying to change how i look as a new year's resolution because i realize oh, that's a little bit it's not the one you know as long as i'm i i still say that i want to feel good i want to go for a walk i want to do something active once or twice thrice a week whatever i want to eat healthy food but i no longer say i want to lose this amount of weight and fit into this size and 
we, we, should, we should definitely do a show about that because you know i'm always in your dms whenever you post something on, on instagram and i see your pics are so fire on the story and then you never put it put it permanently up and i'm like Charles, why don't you just post this because it is fire and then sometimes i want to screenshot you and then repost you but i'm thinking no you don't want it up so i'm going to respect that but i, I it made me think you know because we always have this conversation when i when i tell you to post it up but it made me think of like how how sometimes like we're unable to see how beautiful we are in in the eyes of other people you know and i just like it's that's something I'm, I'm too introspective at times i think about random shit but it just it made me think because i when i was having a conversation with you and telling you you know that this picture is beautiful and whatever it is and then you been very reluctant towards it and it made me think back to like also times when someone would tell me like hey you know yeah. xyz and i'd just be yeah. like no no and it's sort of like a mirror kind of like moment so mm. yeah i'm sorry random yeah. thought <laughs> no but really like we we can often be so kind and so complimentary to other people and then when it comes to ourselves it's like yeah but then this and this and this flaw and i feel like it's just yeah like i don't know how to let go of that but i know that that's such a radical act of saying you know what yes i am hot and i am beautiful and i am flawless or whatever whatever it is that you want to say to yourself and i'm I'm ready for that journey slowly. <laughs> and we should really, have a show on that. We should have a show on that. I think there's so much to unpack like there. Image and yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially because the both of us have those issues. <laughs> yeah. And and the irony is that you would never like I when I look at you I would never say Same in my mind like because I when I see your pictures are always so perfect. You're looking fly all the time. That last photograph when you had that fun. No, I'm serious. Like when I saw the last one I got with you in that bun, and you took you put it up, and I was like, God, post this up now because it is fire. You were giving me Neelam vibes there, so I was like, God, like, like post it up. I even saved the photograph because I like that much. Hey, yes. so well, yeah, to the future show, we will do that. We will definitely put that down. And your content's also fire. Like your whole feed is actually goals. I've actually been struggling a lot with my face and my body in the pandemic. I haven't posted like I post selfies randomly, so I totally get where you're coming from with the whole not being able to post things. But um, yeah, we do need to have that conversation and unpack it because I I don't post a lot of myself. I think also it's largely because I've had so many toxic. energy in my space for such a long time and it's impacted the way i see myself unknowingly <laughs> but yeah, yeah um the resolution that i wouldn't make oh god i don't know um i don't know what the resolution is that i i wouldn't make honestly i don't know i honestly don't know i think uh oh not to be so tolerant of people I don't know if anyone actually makes this kind of resolution but I wouldn't be tolerant of abusive thinking ever again in my life like I've dated abusive boyfriends mm-hmm. I've had abusive friends I have abusive mm-hmm. family members and I don't have really have much of a relationship with them and I I think that's like I would never make a resolution that that puts me in a position where I have to tolerate that kind of behavior again so i don't even know what yeah. that resolution is but yeah 
No, 100%. We shouldn't be tolerating negative energy, like not in 21. But isn't it, but isn't it weird how we do when it, when it comes to like, yeah. oh, he's my family, you know, that's my aunt, that's my uncle, that's, that's my, my best friend. Yeah, that's my boyfriend. I, I can't tell him that yeah. I love him and my love will change him, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Okay, so to New Year's resolutions and them changing our lives for the better. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers with my morning coffee. <laughs>
at times. Mm. And like yesterday, I just like sat on my bed and I did absolutely nothing except stay on social media because I felt so lost and whatever it is. So I've been struggling to watch things as well. I have, you know, I don't even know. Like I just, everything feels like such a limbo for me. I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> I honestly don't. You know, to be honest, I I mean, I've had a, a similar, if not the exact same struggle um, for the pandemic. And I, I would say be completely patient with yourself because I remember being so frustrated with myself that I'm watching 20 minutes of the movie. And and you know how many Netflix uh, movies that are on my on my sort of list where I watched 20 minutes or 10 minutes and I never finished it. And now because of that negative, because I was so frustrated with myself that I couldn't concentrate, that I couldn't get into it. I just feel like I never want to watch that movie again. Same with reading. And I don't know. I actually don't know what helped me except maybe just being patient and being like, you know what? I'm in a space where I'm not reading and I'm not watching anything right now. And I'm on TikTok. So lol, that's what's happening. I actually started drawing that started giving me my patience back uh, because it's something I used to do. Uh, even though I was still frustrated with myself because I was just like, wow, I used to be so good at drawing. Now I'm just completely shit at it. But it was still a very, I feel like that maybe a little bit brought my patience back for myself but we just have to be kind to ourselves and understand that we are going through a pandemic it would not be normal if we were normal or so the true. way we usually act you know yeah and i guess me you make me want to make a another a resolution here to be more kinder to myself i guess this year please yeah yeah and we both please, should you yes. deserve it. <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, uh drawing i actually took a lot of art classes um in the last in the last few months so oh, cool. i have been doing that and it's so frustrating like i have all the equipment i spent like a fortune over christmas it was my gift to myself with paints mm. and everything and i just every day i look at it and i think i can do this i can do this and i just feel like so overwhelmed with the emotion that i haven't been able to just pick up anything and do it but i, I have been taking a lot of like arty classes online i've been that's amazing um doing a lot of um like a lot of these arty festivals and stuff and it's so nice i think i think art is one of the best ways, irrespective of the, the medium, whether it's sound or visual or literary or whatever it is, I think it's like one of the ways that we can save our souls in this dark times, you know? Um, uh, I did watch two things around Christmas um, and I was filming them for my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. Um, yes. But, like you know, that. I myself, hatred for myself is so bad, Charles, that I film it and then I delete the entire video because I cannot bear to listen or to see to myself. That's how unkind I am to myself. I know it's crazy, but the two two things that I watched were, and I did reaction videos to these, and I'm sorry, everybody, I, you're not going to see it because I've deleted all of it. Um <laughs> But I reacted to Mariah Carey's Christmas special, and it was so amazing because I love Mariah Carey on some levels. It's oh. a very nostalgic kind of connection that I have with her because every time I think of her, I always think of like childhood and being around my cousins. Yeah. My my older cousins like had massive crushes on Mariah. And so yeah. like every time I think of Mariah, I'm always transported back to being the youngest in this room of all these older people talking about how they love Mariah and whatever it is as teens, you know? Oh, so yeah. I loved I loved watching 
her special. And I love the fact that she still has that magic on people. I watched, and I didn't enjoy this, I watched the Kristen Stewart, or Kirsten Stewart, I can't remember, I can't say her name probably. I watched her Christmas movie, The Queer One, because everyone was talking about it and whatever it is. And I will say that it's nice to watch a queer Christmas movie, but yeah. that movie was so problematic on so many levels. It was so <laughs> triggering. I I remember re- recording that reaction video and I was just like pausing it so many times thinking, what the fuck? You know, the, the parents are so fucky. Her, the yeah. love interest of hers. Did you watch the movie? No, I haven't. I'll Her love interest in the movie is so... Like usually in a love, I don't know what was going on in the writers' minds, but... Um, I guess they wanted to make a sort of realistic um, love's Christmas story. But I don't know how in that situation, because it's so toxic, how you can still turn around and have a happy Christmas, you know, in that situation. Watch the movie. Let me know what you think about it. If you watch the movie, you can hit me up and tell me what you think about it. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I liked, I think what I liked about the movie was, it was a queer movie. What I didn't like about the movie is that it's so... She basically ends up with a really toxic partner. Oh, no. And the movie tries to sell it off. And like, oh, this is Christmas. Like, everybody, like, you know, it's Christmas, you oh. know. And, and, and you're just sitting thinking, like, usually in a romantic movie, when you see the love in the main character's love interest, you have to, you have to go as a as a viewer, as a really like, oh, wow, you know, they're so amazing. I, too, will fall in love with this person. Yeah, And, sure and when I was watching okay. in this movie, I'm thinking, God, like, the entire movie, I'm just saying, Girl, leave this girl. Leave her ass. She's so awful. Like the things she does to Kristen Stewart's character in the movie is just like so many red flags. And I just sit there thinking, God, this is so awful. Like so awful. Mm-hmm. Awful, awful. Mm-hmm. So I've watched those two things. Had a good experience with one. Had a bad experience with the other one. But yeah, those are things I have been consuming in the panini that I can remember and think of. <laughs> I'm going to go watch that movie. Watch it. Let me know what you think about it. In the next episode, Charles will give us her thoughts on the movie. <laughs> I can't even remember the name of the movie, but I can't even, I, I can't even remember the move, name of the movie because that's how badly I want to forget about it. But um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I can't believe that. I guess that just wraps up our very first episode of season two of the Roti Riot. So exciting. Mm. Yeah, and please, you know, interact with us on social media. Give us your ideas for what you want us to talk about. If you give us people that you think you want us to have conversations with, you know, connect with us. You know, it's nice to get other people's opinions because we, like, we can only, our, our frame of thought is only so far and you could bring something to our perspective and our mindset that maybe we haven't thought about before. So it is up. Yeah, so definitely send us topics, send us guest ideas. We're more than happy. Email uh, us, all that stuff. Receive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the first episode. Thank you, Shaz. So that's been me, Shazia. And me, Wasim. And please keep safe, social distance for Where yourself. Yeah, <laughs> for yourself and for your loved ones. Because I think that's what we want. We just want everyone to come out of this alive and happy and then you can have your marriages and then you can have your parties you can have your concerts you can have whatever you want to but let us just get to that that point excuse me where you know everybody is safe but it's safe enough to do these things you know 
Peace out.